1: You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC, channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. How many of you feel like there is this sort of pressure not to talk about Jesus at work at school? Raise your hand if you feel like there's this pressure. Yeah, everybody feels it everywhere you go. And I think sometimes we can think, oh, it's just me it's just me where i work or my job but the reality is it was from the beginning of christianity with jesus and jesus said they persecuted me they're going to persecute you and so basically jesus is saying if you're going to stand up for the truth you're going to have people attack you you're going to have people against you now i think that's why the apostle paul is constantly asking churches to pray for him as we read through the scriptures because he knows man this is a hard battle and i need people praying for me and so I want to take this moment as the pastor of the church here <laughs> to ask you all to pray for me so here's the deal here's what I want to ask you because our church is reaching people as well, and we constantly have people coming into our church who are giving their lives to Jesus who who have never gone to church before they don't know anything about Jesus. in fact, just a couple weeks ago, two guys came forward, gave their life to Jesus. this last Saturday, two girls came in. And the one girl I don't think she's ever been to church before and Two of them, they gave life to Jesus. Then this Sunday, Dennis prayed for a couple, with a couple people. My wife prayed with a couple more people. I know five other people. And so people are getting saved. Now, what do you think is happening in the spiritual realm? You know, the enemy's like, hey, that Calvary Chapel, Caldwell, what's going on over there? People are getting saved. People are coming out of darkness into the light. We got to stop that. And so who are they wanting to shut down? You, me, all of us, right? And so here's what I'm asking you is that you would, whenever you pray for your food, And I won't ask you to raise your hand if you pray for your food, but you should pray for your food to thank the Lord. But whenever you pray, that you would just, in your prayers, just pray for Calvary Chapel Caldwell and for Pastor Bob, that we would continue to be able to preach the gospel in our community. Because it really is amazing to me to see people come in off the street, into our church, like last Saturday night, and I talked to this girl, and she'd never been to church before here, and she just invited Jesus into her life, and uh, just amazing. And to me, hearing people, I talked to a guy this Sunday, this Young man, I don't know how old he was, 20 he said, I've gone to church, as a Mormon my whole life, and today I asked Jesus into my life, and, and you know what, they're against me, but I think that I should follow Jesus, and this is the right thing, and I said, hey, you know what, my dad was a Mormon, my grandma was a Mormon, then he smiled, and he's like, really? <laughs> I mean, you know, he's just like, oh man, they'll hate me, and, but God is just working, and so there's a spiritual battle, though. there's this enemy that he wants to stop it, and so it's for all of us, and as a church family, because we share the gospel, we need to be praying for each other. You need to be praying for everybody you go to church with, all your friends, you need to be praying for our church, praying for your youth leaders your Sunday school teachers to be sharing the gospel you know what kids get saved every week in Sunday school and youth group we have baptisms and we have 15 20 30 people come get baptized and you know I'll ask them so when did you invite Jesus in your life and I hear this story over and over and it's quite shocking to me they'll be like oh six months ago uh, we're at oh at Calvary Chapel and I'm looking at them like "Mm, never seen you before okay and you know we pray for them but and we have kids and I say hey when did you get saved oh last year we're at in Sunday school and we're preaching the gospel people are getting saved and so Paul's praying for him. Now, his time's up. We're here now. So you need to be praying for us. Pray for our church. Pray for one another. Pray for me. So that's my request. This is the first time I've ever requested anything from our church. So I'm requesting that you would pray for me. Pray for all the people in ministry here at church as we share the gospel with our community that we could continue. And he goes on in verse three and he says, but the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you you from the evil one. Now, I love this. So Paul says, hey, pray for me. And then the very next thing he says, you know what? But I realize God's faithful. Whether you pray or not, if you're unfaithful, if you're flaky people and you don't pray for me, you know what? God is faithful, even when we're unfaithful. And he really points out to them that, you know, God is faithful. And I think what Paul's saying here in verses 1, 2, and 3 is like, pray for me. You know, there's this battle and we need to pray for the gospel to be preached. But you know what? If you're flaky, God's will is going to be done. It's going to get done. And so that's a good news. And for you to know that the Bible says that the Lord is faithful and he's going to complete the work He's started in your life in Philippians 1:6, he says being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ do you realize that God is the one who started the work in you do you realize that Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith? Do you realize that Jesus said, You didn't choose me, but I chose you? That, you know, He brought you. He saved you. If He brought you to church here and you got saved here, and some of you, I know your story. Some of you, because it was on a big day, you know. Some of you, I know you came on Easter and you saw the play and you got saved. Whoa, that's awesome. So I know the story for Lisa, and I know Lizette told me that story. And I know, you know, actually Tammy Moore and, and her family on Easter. You know, a lot of people come on Easter. I don't know why that day is, but uh, those people got saved last weekend. I don't know their names, so. But anyway, but you know people get saved, and here's the thing, you need to realize that God is the one that brought you, God is the one that saved you, God is the one that worked in your life, and he started that work, and he's going to finish that work, so he goes on, and uh, you know, Paul says that the Lord is faithful, who is able to establish you and guard you, and so, you know, just to be encouraged as a Christian, that what God begins in your life, he's going to finish, and that's so encouraging to know that God has started the work in you, don't ever give up, know that God wants to work in you he wants to help you sometimes as christians we fail and then we pray and we think god i'm such a loser i i made this mistake again or i sinned this thing again and and whatever but you know god is the one who started to work in you and god doesn't pick losers and i love that and see god picked you see if you knew who was going to win the super bowl and somebody gave you five thousand dollars to bet who would you have bet on the winner so God knows that you're a winner. He chose you. And so he's going to finish the work. I love Jude one twenty-eight. It says this, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. See, I love that. That encourages me to know that, you know what? God started the work in my life, and God is able to keep me from stumbling, and God is able to work in my life that I could finish the race, and really I just need to rely upon him. And I think that's a key in your spiritual journey, is to realize that the strength comes from God, not from you. And so when I ask you to pray for me, I realize even though you pray, God is the one who provides the strength. And in your own life, you need to know that God is the source of power in your life, and it's good to have people pray for you. It's good to get counsel. All those things are biblical, but ultimately we need to be looking to the Lord to be the one to help us. And I think that's what Paul's saying in verse 3. He knows that, hey, God is going to get uh, get his work done in verse four he says and we have confidence in the lord concerning you both that you do and will do the things which we commanded you now paul's very confidently saying to him in verse four hey i believe that you christians there in thessalonica that you're going to obey the word of god that came to you and you know he's very confident that god's going to do a great work in philippians two thirteen, it says this for is god who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure i love that see philippians two thirteen says this That when you serve the Lord, so, you know, here's what God does in every person's life. You know, you're kind of a little on the wrong path. You come to Jesus. He gets you on the right path. He begins to work in your life, and then good things happen. And then the tendency is to start thinking, man, I'm pretty awesome. I don't need to go to church anymore because I'm pretty awesome. Or I don't need to read my Bible. I'm pretty awesome. But I love Philippians 2.13 because it keeps my feet on the ground to realize that God is the one who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So when I realize, what am I doing here tonight? Well, it's because God put it in my heart to want to teach the Bible, to want to be a pastor, to want to do what I'm doing. And so we all need to be praying, Lord, what is your will for my life? I want to do what you want me to do. And and so for me, that's what I pray every day. Lord, I want to do your will on my days off, on my days on, every day. You know, every day of the week. Lord, what is your will? I want to do your will. And when you pray that, God's going to answer that prayer. He's going to guide you and direct you. He's going to put it in your heart to want to do his will. And so he says in verse 5, now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. And so here are those Christians in Thessalonica were going through very serious persecution. And what does Paul point them to in verse 5? The love of God. He says, now may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God. So he's saying, hey, you guys, in your hearts, you're going through trials, you're going through hard times. You need to be thinking about the love of God towards you, how much God loves you. And I think that's an important truth for all of us to be reminded of. And we certainly think about that during times when we're studying the Scriptures. And to realize and to be reminded that no one loves you more than God does. You know that? You think about who's the person that loves you the most? Your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad. Now think about how far you can push that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, uh, you know, I mean, how far can you go before they're like, yeah, that's enough, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> and you don't think, oh, Pastor Bob, my mom loves me. The thing is, is that would the person that you think that loves you the most, would they die for you? And Jesus died for us. In John 15, 13, it says, greater love has no man than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. That's what Jesus said. And Jesus loves you so much that he laid his life down for you. He loves you so much that he would give his very life so that you could be forgiven, so that you could have your guilt and shame removed, that you could be a new person that you could be filled with the Spirit, that you could experience God's goodness in your life. So Jesus loves you so much he would die for you. In Romans 5, 8, it says it like this, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That blows my mind. You ever thought about that? While you were a sinner, before you accepted Christ, you were a sinner doing things that were sinful and wrong, and Jesus died for you because he loves you, and he gave you an opportunity to choose to receive him as as your Savior. First John four says this, verse 10. It says, "In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins." See, when you think about your relationship with God, did you start the relationship? Did you one day, you're driving down the street, I think I'm going to start loving God. Is that what happened? No, it says here. Not that you loved Him. It's that He loved you, and He sent His Son to be the propitiation for your sins. And so Jesus came to pay the price for your sin before you even knew about him. And he started the relationship. He's the one who initiated the relationship. And I love that, because when you think about your spiritual journey, that God is the author of your faith, he's the one who started it, he's the one who's going to finish it, and that helps you in your perspective. Because sometimes you can think in your Christian life that, well, it's just all about me. i got to be a good person. i got to keep the commandments, or whatever you think about what you're supposed to do. i got to, whatever you think you got to do. And then when you fail, which we all do, then you, you feel like, well... I probably should stop going to church, or I should stop whatever, because you feel like, well, I'm not doing what God wants me to do, and you need to realize that God loves you, and he's gracious, he's patient, he's faithful, he's working in your life, so there is no time when you ever should think, well, I should not go to church because God's mad at me. Well, God knows you. He knows what you're going to do. He knows you're going to sin. He knows everything about you, and so whatever mistake you make, whatever thing you do wrong, you need to know that you can come to him, and First John one nine says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's not on the projector screen. So the guys up there are like, where's that verse? Uh, it was in my head. It just came out. So anyway, verse five, he says, now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. So that your hearts will be directed towards God's love towards you and the patience of Christ. So when I think of how much God loves me, it helps me to be patient with the plan that God is doing in my life. You know, All of us go through trials. All of us go through difficult things. And sometimes we think, well, if God loves me, why is it taking so long for him to answer this prayer? Why is it taking him so long to fix the situation in my life? Why can't I just pray and he always does what I say immediately? Well, we know because the Bible tells us that God teaches us patience through trials. And and God wants us to grow and mature. And in James chapter 1, it tells us how God wants to use trials in our lives to help us to become more patient.
0: Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word we'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you.
1: Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at CalvaryCaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. on the CW Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you
0: might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services.
1: Today is the day you